1: I'll tell you, I just love doing this show because I get to interview the most fabulous women. And today's guests, wow, this is going to be juicy. Her name is Renee Barrabo, and she's a practical shaman, a Hay House author, a wind whistler, inspirational mentor, respected business coach, dynamic spiritual teacher, and a keynote speaker. Renee is well-known for her no-nonsense, tell-it-like-it-is approach and helping others to achieve successful lifestyle practices by aligning to their sacred magnetic north. Her clients include everyday folks, entrepreneurs, CEOs, producers, and celebrities. This lady lives in Palm Springs, and they're just walking all around out there. In 2013, the winds began to speak to Renee, insisting she turn her attention to the ancient wisdom teaching, resulting in a book which quickly became an amazing bestseller. Winds of spirit, ancient wisdom tools for navigating relationships, health, and the divine which explores the rich mythology and cultural significance of wind and reveals a powerful system to utilize these subtle life energy energies. Oh, Renee, Mm. I am so happy to connect with you. I read your book and I loved it Mm. because I knew nothing about the magical potent capabilities and the spiritual essence of wind and then once I read this I was like oh my god I want to know more Mm. so I am just thank you again for fitting us in today
0: that is like the most beautiful resounding welcome that I think I've experienced in such a long time what a heart-centered hello thank you for having us for having I said, us, the winds must be excited, too. They're here, too. <laughs> they're blowing outside. <laughs> oh, they yeah. Well, I, I actually, um, before we started, I blew the wind whistle. I always open up sacred space with a, a, a wind whistling.
1: Oh, wonderful. So before we get into the explanation of how the winds work and the spiritual components, you've had a journey. We've mm-hmm. all had a journey. We've all kind of gone through the fires of hell. Which has inspired the work we do today. So, would you share a little bit about Renee with the
0: listeners before we get into the wind? It's funny that you said that we've all walked through the fires, and my spiritual journey kind of started out in the backwoods one night, walking on the coals of some fire uh, with a nun of all things. And uh, she ha- used to hold these fire uh, walking ceremonies, like, oh, we're talking about. 30 years ago, and the, um, at the time I, I didn't know, I didn't really know, but I knew that after I did that fire walk, my energy and my life started to open. It was, came at a time when a lot of other difficult things were going on in my life that uh, probably, you know, are the gifts that shaped who I am today. Like I opened a, a, a farm to table restaurant, so excited. Uh, It was the first time my father and I, in my adult life, had a relationship again, where he was calling me every day to see how the building construction was going. He even flew up to see me in Syracuse. And the day of the grand opening came, and he was acting a little odd. I mean, you know, the next day he went home and had a massive stroke. Then two weeks later to the day, my stepfather was out jogging. He had quit drinking, and he... My mother, I was on the phone with my mother, and she said, Fred just went down, I gotta go. And he passed away two weeks after my father's stroke. My father was still in the ICU. And so my mother, within a very short time period, lost the the men in her life. And I was stranded with this fledgling restaurant, uh, which I had more talent than common sense, and I was still using at the time. And, you know, my step monster, as I like to refer to her kindly now, she's been gone for many years, said, I don't care how you do it, but you better keep paying the Bank of Boston. You know, and so that was the kind of, like, into the, into the uh, fire I went with this great farm-to-table restaurant that I had no sense about running, and then all of the the major parts of my life started to fall apart.
1: Now, what would you consider the biggest challenge that has inspired your shamanic work and delving into
0: the wind? I think that I try to always make sense of our, our upbringing. And, you know, my mother was 18 years old when she had me. And or 19 years, she turned 19 two days after I was born, and my older sister was already, you know, a year older than me. And here's, you know, a baby raising us to two children, and with a father who really, um, he 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 went early into his alcoholism, and you know, so here she was with two children, and having to work a full time job, and back then. I don't know that people really, they trusted people a lot more. With the media these days, you know, I, don't, I think she didn't have any other options but to leave us to tend to then uh, my younger sister at a, a point. And I think we got ourselves into a lot of trouble. And no one was, was watching that closely. For me, I became sober at 30. My older sister continued with the path of heroin. And my younger sister, who was born 10 years later, which you think, 29, you, you are more mature. You can raise a child. And she had a kind of a different upbringing with a different father. You know, she's kind of like the more normal one with the, the husband and two children. And so I really believe that I needed the lessons that I had as an early child to keep pushing me along to um, to heal. Like when I was 20 and I was... In a psychiatrist's office, he said, "Oh, you started seeking way too young." He said, "And you probably won't stop now till you get to the bottom of this cesspool of anger and grief you have and he was right i it was a, I did start seeking at a young age, and I did finally in my fifties have what I would call that Kind of that spiritual awakening that really propelled me into being able to write this book Very similar
1: path. I mean, I was an alcoholic until I was 41 uh, Getting ready to kill myself Uh, God had a different plan for me. I heard that I couldn't go and that was the beginning of my sobriety and dabbling with the course of miracles and then getting into the science of mind and then going from there and wayne dyer weaved in through that whole journey so uh, i get it totally very very similar um uh, path tell me a little bit about your shaman work uh, the practices that you know that you
0: do and the heat and some of the healing work that you do when when i thought i was going to new mexico after i closed the restaurant i started to really i liked the energy of the west and when i thought i was going there but that wasn't where i was going and there's a whole story about how spirit basically shoved me out the door and sent me over to palm springs via the hyatt who paid to move me when I only had a couple hundred dollars left to my name, and they, they, I found a sweat lodge as soon as I arrived here, and the first time that I went into that darkened anipi, which is the the you know the the sticks that are covered in blankets with hot rocks they bring in that some people think is torture, I felt like wow, I can still remember that feeling of. That I had come home to something that I didn't even know what it was, and and that was the beginning of my shamanic journey. Because what happens in a anipi is that it's between you and spirit. There's no intermediary needed. You pray, the hot water gets put onto the 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 you know the rocks that have been brought in from the fire, and through the steam that goes up through the center hole in the anipi, you know your prayers go. And so that was my beginning to say, wow, you know, it was kind of a little confusing when, you know, my parents would drop us off at church. They didn't come. And so many people out there, their parents didn't come. They dropped us off at church because it was something we were supposed to have, but it made no sense. So when I got there, I thought, oh, you know, I'm being held by the earth here. And this is really nice. And you know, I certainly like heat, I was a chef, so we, I didn't have a problem with that. And then I, I started to explore more. I went to Chile, I went to Peru. And then when I actually started serious shaman training, I'm, I went kind of kicking and screaming. I thought I was doing it to relieve my own suffering. And they said, oh, why don't you take the teacher's training? And they're like, no, I'm not to teach this. <laughs> Lo and behold, I had no clue. And, you know, I kind of fell over head over heels for one of the teachers, and then I traveled around the world to to be in closer proximity. But what I didn't realize was that what I was seeking was the connection with spirit that came through that. And, you know, the rest is kind of sort of history. I wrote his first book, which we can talk about, and which was called The Shaman Chef, How Cooking Saved My Life. Oh, I love that. That's cute. It was great, although it really upset my whole entire family, even my extended family, who had, I hadn't spoken to in years. And then all of a sudden, they spoke to me to tell me how mad they were that I wrote this book about, it was about my relationship with my father. And I put out all the, the dirty laundry on the clothesline as I perceived it. And so I set about When winds the Spirit to write a book that, you know, my family would embrace. I had no idea that I was about ready to tap into ancient wisdom that had been lost on the planet for thousands of years. I was in my codependent self wanting to write a book that my mother would like. (laughs) (laughs) I love your honesty.
1: (laughs) But it's so much more than that. I want to read a little quote in here that really worked for me. I mean, this like zeroed in on my own life too. Once you realize that life flows like the wind, you will begin the long journey of forgiveness, Mm -hmm. a move that will magically transform you from crazy self-centered thinking to unconditional love of the situations and people in your life. Mm -hmm. I've done a lot of forgiveness in my life, girl, a lot. So I really appreciate that. So tell me about the wind how does one start to tap in to that magic
0: the easiest way to start to tap into the magic of the wind is to acknowledge the wind and I have a process in the book called a wind walk where you actually go to the front door or the back door and you walk outside you ask the wind a question, you wait till you feel like a little bit of movement because there's always movement, and then you just walk. So it's like a wind mindfulness practice that's really easy to use. I'm writing this article about how, where we lost the wind and lost our connection to the wind. And I think people need to understand that, that back when people were hunters and gatherers, they relied upon the wind to know when to shift, when to change location, when to plant their seeds, and all of that. And then as we moved into a more industrial age of, we need to be in the cities, we need to cover the factories, all of that, we we kind of lost our connection to nature and the wind. And now technology, which we seem to think is bringing us closer together, is actually in some ways pushing us further apart and pushing us further from wind practices in our alignment with nature. It's a lot different from thinking watching me teach you how to do a wind walk on a YouTube video as to going out the front door and taking, you know, a purposeful walk around your neighborhood at night. My recommendation is if you want to find more balance and centeredness in your life that every day It's a requirement to go outside and have a conscious connection with nature. The wind is just always there waiting. And once you start to have that and you start to hear guidance from the wind, you're going to really love these practices because it's really simple. Something to think about is that the wind was here first. The wind in every cosmogony story in the world It was when the wind started to stir that creation began. So I believe all the information was always on the wind. So, this practice of going outside
1: and asking a question and then waiting for the wind, does it make any difference if the wind, where, what direction the wind is coming from? Because you do talk a lot about that in your book whether it's north, south, east, west. In this particular practice, does it make any difference where the wind comes from when you ask the question?
0: Not as a beginner. The beginning, the begin, beginning windwalker just needs to connect and know that, that the wind is the one thing on our planet that this is a closed system. So all the information that you'll ever need is in the wind. Imagine that. Ooh. So all you have to do is learn to start to tap into it subtly and trust what you get. So say your question, give me a, a, a simple question. How
1: can I get my message to more
0: women who need it? Okay. So you go out your door and you ask that question. How can I get my message to... And sometimes when I, I walk, I have a route and I walk and all of a sudden I'll just know the answer because it's sometimes it comes as a vision. Sometimes I hear it. Sometimes I just see a, a, a scurry of leaves going across my path. And so what it is is then to starting to pay attention to the signs that you could listen to. So say your answer today was a scurry of, Leaves running across your path. Wow! So my message needs to be told. This is how I might interpret. I need to start to reach out to people who are coming across my path already. Because a lot of times we think, "Oh, I need to get on those big stages, and I need this, and I need that." When it's really like the other day, I had a vision of just handing out books. You know. So I'm thinking, like, am I just going to keep handing out books? Well, maybe. But it it kind of, when you start to interpret it a little more, it was like, oh, I'm going to pass out wisdom because people are coming to the fire and they're hungry for wisdom. So, you know, somebody in one of my classes is in Australia and she wants to reach people in the United States. And they're like, well, what's wrong with the people in Australia? (laughs) You know, like we're always some... One of the things, especially with addicts, is there's always another other. Instead of... What's right in front of me today are hmm, five people that I'm going to meet at the coffee shop. Not that I'm going to, you know, hand them my wind book or anything, but you know, how do I inspire the five people that I'm going to meet today?
1: Do you run um, like regular practices, like a, like a wind practice that people can come and in Palm Springs and
0: do it with you? Well, I guess I should take my own advice about local stuff. I've most of my stuff has been done online for the last few years and my commitment that and I always set a commitment and there'll be one of the gifts I'm going to give to the people at the end here is I've set a commitment for next year for my goals are that I want to have one speaking engagement live a month next year. That's doable. We, we all get
1: online because it's easy. Right. You don't have to travel, and you can have your fluffy slippers on and still be doing a show like I am right now. <laughs> and uh, But I agree. We need to get out nose to nose and
0: toes to toes with people, especially when we're doing spiritual work. I found in a week at Omega when I was teaching there last fall that not only could people go really deeper in a safe environment, but i could see what they were doing and i could see how the energy was shifting when i do a live summit i can get a sense of what's going on with you know 100 or 200 people but i can't really see them face to face and one of my commitments is to the the wind clan is that we need an annual at least one annual gathering and you know people say oh there's it's money and time and blah 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 i said all right You organize 10 people in your community and I'll come over there. So what happens is sometimes, you know, as women, we think it has to look the way we want it to look. When you start to take wind walks, frankly, the wind could really care less about your personal story. It wants us globally to get along, to find out what we have in common and how are we going to cooperate because we're all breathing the same wind. No matter what your political viewpoints or no matter what your emotional scarring is, you're sharing my wind. So let's, we have that in common. So let's build from there.
1: It's a beautiful concept. You know, air, wind is universal. And um, there's no division in wind of class, status, color. No, wind is wind. That's
0: it. So that's that's a beautiful concept. Right. Well, you know, for years they were saying, Oh, you're all connected, we're all connected. And I'm thinking, Bleh. you know, but then when I realized that we're all connected because the wind I'm gonna breathe out here in Palm Springs is gonna hit you in Massachusetts tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So what kind of wind do I want to put into the world this year? What kind of wind do I want to have other people breathing in? Do I want them to breathe in all my suffering and not? trust me suffering will bring you to your knees without suffering we probably wouldn't wake up because it'd be like why you know why bother <laughs> so i love i love to see people suffering because they have there's a place that i can help them i don't love so much when people get addicted to their suffering but places where the pain lives inside of you Invite the wind in to expand it, to open it up. And and there's really, um, the one thing I love about the wind work practices is all you have to do is invite the wind in and, and then kind of get out of the way because the wind is going to show you the path.
1: What do you think has been the greatest lesson for you personally that you have received from your wind practice?
0: Hmm. The the greatest lesson or the greatest gift is that I'm in service to the winds. They didn't come here to serve me. In fact, when I said to the winds one day on my wind walk, I said, wait, because I thought when I got a Hay House book, I was gonna be an overnight star. I was gonna be in all the big Hay House stages. I said, my restaurant was 10 years ahead of its time. My holistic ne- network was 10 years ahead of its time. So I thought the wind work would be on time. You know what they said? Oh, no, we were just teaching you patience. <laughs> 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 and and, and I, now I understand the wind is enduring. The, say if the planet's 4 billion year, years old and I just tapped in in 2013, Okay. So just think that there's 2,000 more years of that people are going to have access to this wind work again. And I just got to share in that one pivotal moment of removing the rock from the cave. Love it.
1: I love spirituality. I love learning about different practices. Um, I think that I'm an average student so that I can be a better teacher. And that's... What really drew me to your book was Winds of Spirit. I know nothing about this. And as I said before, I just got such a warm, fuzzy feeling about the practices in here when um, I was finished reading it. You have a very generous gift for the listeners today so that they can get familiar with this spiritual practice. Renee, would you tell us a little bit about that?
0: Well, I'm going to give you two, okay? If you go over to the Practical Shaman website, uh, you can download a free uh, sample copy of my wind cards, wind spirit cards. And inside is uh, 34 cards that you can just pull a wind for daily guidance, okay? And then, so for today, we got Big Oh My, the Samic Wind of Signs. And so of course, you know, the Inuit, they really needed to pay close attention to the signs because should the, the tundra melt before they moved, you know, it meant that. So you really, and what are the signs in your life? The second gift is since it's the beginning of the year, it's an awesome time. You're still hibernating. It's an awesome time to visualize what you want to manifest in 2019 and put it into a vision board. And so I have a vision board kit That there's going to be a link to um, that Mal's going to give to you because I don't remember, and it's a vision kit, something it's on my website. But you'll have the link in your email or below this post, and you can get a free vision board kit that you and your friends can use to actually get started. I
1: love that every year. I spend New Year's Day creating something for 2019. Uh, For the new year and so last year i did a a, an intention mandala and i think i'll probably do a new mandala for 2019 and people don't realize how important it is to envision what you want to manifest going forward and if you can't see it you're not going to make it happen so it's i love the idea of having a vision board it's such a powerful tool Renee, I can't thank you enough for joining me on the show. Mm -hmm. Um, You're just a delight. I loved your book. I I highly recommend it to anybody that's on the spiritual path that just wants another tool. Go out for a wind walk. Ask the question. Wait for the answer. You've been just a delight. And I hope to see you in Palm Springs the next time I'm there.
0: I'm going to look forward to seeing you in Palm Springs. Then I'll take you to lunch. Oh, so, you know, um, And and thank you very much, and to all the the listeners at home, really check out this. It's not something that like a yoga pre- you, that you're going to have to really add a lot to your day. It's just really simple. And I want to thank you all for listening.
1: Well, you know what's wonderful about it is that we all walk. We all go outside. So let's let's make it magical. Let's add a little spiritual component to what we're doing and just up our vibration while we're taking that walk.
0: Nice. Could I blow the wind whistle for those people at oh, home?
1: Please, I'd love it.
0: Okay, we'll end with that. Yes. Close your eyes and, and feel the power of the wind. Thanks for listening to Awakening Divine Wildness. If you like what you heard, please share this podcast with a friend and leave some stars in a favorable review at iTunes. And be sure to visit MaldwayneCoach.com for your free Heal Your Heart, Reclaim Your Worth six-week video course.